0: It's a massive recruiting weekend in College Station. The Aggies get some bad news on the recruiting front. And Bobby Petrino is in Vegas? On this episode of the Locked On Aggies Podcast. You are Locked On Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. what's up everybody welcome back to the locked on aggies podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i am your host joey ikes thanks so much for making locked on aggies your first listen we are free and available wherever you get your podcast and it's a huge recruiting weekend but this episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts Lots and lots of visitors in College Station this weekend for the last recruiting weekend, really before the early signing period. There's a no-contact sort of dead period that starts Sunday that um, that these guys have to navigate. Um, and it's a big list of guys that are going to be in town for official visits, unofficial visits, all of those sorts of things over the course of the next few days. That's on the transfer portal side and on the high school recruiting side. The Aggies did get some some unfortunate news on the high school recruiting front this week. As Thursday evening, Anthony Hill, the five-star linebacker from Ditton Ryan, who had committed to a m in July – Decommitted in November, A&M stayed in the fight as they always do, and built some momentum back up in the conversation, but unfortunately weren't able to get him back on campus. And when Steve Sarkeesian took an in-home visit with Anthony this week, Anthony did make the decision, or at least finalize and formalize the decision that he was going to commit to the University of Texas. Now, this, this could say a lot about the Texas A&M football program just in terms of you know where they stand from a, a recruiting standpoint at this point in the state, where their roster sits right now after all of the transfer portal losses that they've had, and combining that with what is right now a relatively small recruiting class that has some really high-end talent in it but is a it is small by quantity number of recruits and this program's in a really tough spot right now the momentum that they had seemed like they had started to create they beat LSU. That's a big wave that the hope was from a lot of fans and you know the guy sitting in this chair right here, the hope was that that win would build some momentum. Then they would follow that up with a big notable offensive coordinator hire that would continue some momentum. And then they were able to get a flip and commitment from Reuben Owens, the five-star running back from El Campo. And the hope was that that would continue that, that things like that would begin to happen to continue that moment. They have managed to get three overall commitments. They added Ryland Kennedy, I believe, who is a, um, a rising defensive end edge type prospect um, in the 2023 class. And they added a, uh, a 2024 commit as well. But they just have not had the kind of momentum that you would want to see them building going into signing day. Now, it is not signing day. There is an entire weekend worth of visitors that we're going to go over in a minute. But losing Anthony Hill hurts. In the era of modern recruiting rankings, Texas A&M has never signed a five-star linebacker. Never. At one point, A&M was linebacker university. Dat Wynn, Quentin Corriott, we could continue. Just consistently sending guys to the league to play linebacker. And now they've got Two or three linebackers on the roster as it stands right now, period. They did send out a flurry of two or three um offers to additional 2023 linebacker targets, but not, not five-star guys who are gonna be difference makers from the day they walk in. It's a really tough spot right now um, for this program from a recruiting standpoint. Um, And it's really no mystery as to why they missed out on Anthony Hill in this process. Um, They just couldn't get it done on the field. And when you stink out loud on the field the way this Texas A&M team did in the 2022 season, it takes a lot to make up for that on the recruiting trail and to keep that from snowballing into another poor season. They just haven't been able to do that. They haven't been able to create that consistent momentum where there's just week after week after week of good news. And again, we've got another, you know, five, six days until signing day. Then there's the second wave of recruiting for the February signing day. There's time left. But considering where we thought this program was going to be six months ago, what we thought we would be looking at for the 2022 and 2023 seasons, this is completely different. And frankly, it's just uh, it's just tough. I, I I don't even really know how how to really describe it because I think everybody who follows the program at least is a little bit discouraged about where this program is. And they all have a lot of really good reason to feel that way, even though, you know, Jimbo Fisher is never going to say that he's discouraged and he shouldn't, he he's got to continue to work, but to be three plus weeks post the game against LSU, three plus weeks into the off season. And you don't have a new offensive coordinator yet. We're going to get to one of the candidates who was a candidate later in the show, but you just, it just feels like everything is just, they're just very satisfied with the status quo of the way things are. And it feels really tough that they, there's just not nearly enough momentum the way that it should be. They have an opportunity to this weekend to create some momentum. We're going to get into the list of guys who are going to be in town. But first, I'm excited to tell you guys, as always, about our friends at Online. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup final coming up. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And guys, thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen today. For your second listen, once you finish this show, go check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter, the most, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, to get into the visitor list, we'll start with the transfer portal, guys. We've got four names as of right now who we know are either in town or going to be coming into town. Um, we know Mason Cobb, the linebacker from Oklahoma State, is in town. We know Tony Grimes, the former five-star cornerback from North Carolina, is in town. Those guys are joined by wide receivers Trey Harris and Ketron Jackson. Those three positions are probably the three thinnest positions on the roster right now for AM. So it's very important for one or two or maybe even all three or four of those guys to wind up being part of this A&M class. Um, in addition to those transfer portal guys who are in town, uh, there are a ton of official visits happening as guys who may not have used up all their official visits um, and haven't taken an, an official visit to A&M yet, we'll take the opportunity to come to town and be a part of this big weekend. Um, from the commit standpoint, guys who are in town on official, we'll just go through all the official visits. Um, there are seven current AM commits for 2023 who are going to be on official visits this week. That includes DJ Hicks. That includes Ruben Owens. That includes Dalton Brooks, Bravion Rogers, Javon Thomas, Nikhil Bertrand, and I'm going to learn how to pronounce his name much better. Samu, Samu Tamanu Pepe. It's my best shot. We'll we'll get it. Um, those are the seven commits who are on official visits. In addition to those official visits, we have tight end Jaden Platt, linebacker Torian York, Alabama Alabaster cornerback. Tony Mitchell, who is currently a Alabama commit, who is taking an official visit to A&M the week before signing day. New Orleans offensive lineman Caden Jones and Tennessee-Nashville quarterback Marcel Reed, who's currently committed to Ole Miss, who has become a, a high-priority target for A&M over the last few weeks. As they sort of start to work to finalize their class in terms of unofficial visits, there are four commits: Colton Thomason, Tyler uh, White, the punter from Southlake, T.J. Shanahan, and Damian Sanford. Those guys may have either already taken their officials uh, to A and M or have used up officials at other places, um, so they'll be in town on unofficials. And then, and then, Tulsa wide receiver Micah Tees. Um, is not a commit. He's a he just a priority target at this point. He will be in town this week on an unofficial as well. And this weekend is it's just massive in terms of how the recruiting will play out over the course of the next week. It there's murmurs and rumors and wondering about a few other guys who may wind up in town. Um, in an unofficial capacity, to come down and be a part of this weekend, a lot of the current commits are working hard to try to get Peyton Bowen uh, in town. Um, he there. We also know Oklahoma is working really hard to get him into town this weekend as well. So we will see what happens with Peyton this this weekend. It almost has to be a home run for A and M both in the portal and at the high school level because like i mentioned it's still a small class for 2023 and you are still fighting to try to put together the kind of class that you were hoping to put together you weren't going to follow up with another class like you had in 2022 um, for lots of reasons you weren't going to do that because that was rare but the ability to try to follow that up with another, you know, top 10 level class, especially with Anthony Hill out of the picture. Now that really depends on getting, you know, getting three, four, maybe even five flips from other schools. You know, we've already flipped Ruben Owens. Um, that's a big, big help. Um, but if you're if you're able to flip Tony Mitchell, if you're able to flip Marcel Reed, if you're able to flip um, potentially a Peyton Bowen, if you're able to go out there and and pull one of these wide receivers in, um, you've got a chance to put together a, a good class. Still, you're not going to have the top two or three class. You're not going to have the kind of class that Alabama is having or or Georgia or Texas the way that they're they're recruiting this year. Um, there's a lot of momentum for those places right now that you're fighting against as you try to work to build your class, guys. Before we get to news about the Aggies' offensive coordinator candidacy and w- where one of those guys is has decided he is going to take up residence and coach next year, we have a message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. I've got a scenario for you. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live by, you live nearby. You can make it home easy. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, if you think about it, your insurance is going to go up. You could lose your license. You could lose your job. You could total your car. I mean, you could even kill somebody. Over. All right, guys. Bobby Petrino, whose name surfaced about a week ago as a potential candidate for the offensive coordinator position with the Aggies for 2023 and for a, a, an unknown period of time, um, news came out a little earlier this week that Bobby Petrino had accepted the offensive coordinator role at UNLV. So he will apparently no longer be a candidate in the A&M offensive coordinator search. Apparently, he was one of only three or so who were under real ser- serious consideration at this point. But he's out of the question apparently now. And um, I, I don't know... <laughs> the hard thing is you don't know if Bobby Petrino choosing to go to UNLV says more about A&M as a football program that Bobby chose UNLV over A&M. Or if it says that Bobby Petrino was, you know, merely just a candidate, not a lead candidate or the candidate for the A&M job and that A&M was not making a significant push to secure Petrino and keep him in town, or keep him, bring him to College Station, I should say. So it's going to be really interesting to see where Jimbo Fisher goes from here. He seems willing to be deliberate about the process. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be three weeks in with Phil Longo having gone to Wisconsin and um, Garrett Riley essentially deciding that he's going to stay at TCU rather than, or, you know, go take a head coaching gig at UNT, which he wasn't able to get um rather than leaving to go be an offensive coordinator there are whispers that there are offensive coordinators who would like to come work at AM, but that they are not like that jimbo fisher is not necessarily interested in and in bringing those guys in and that's a hard it's a very a very fine needle to thread right now with the way it seems like they're playing this candidacy out um and you just hope that it's not a game of musical chairs where you everybody, you know, goes around in circle and the music stops and A&M's without a chair and the offensive coordinator hunt and everybody's looking around and Jimbo says, well, you know, maybe I'll just do it again this year because we all know that that is very unlikely to turn out very well for A&M over the course of an entire season. So, you know. I wish we knew more about who the candidates were. I wish we were able to talk more about, you know, what the various candidates bring to the table. But at this point, they're keeping everybody pretty much in the dark about how the process is going, who they're interviewing, all that kind of stuff. So We will see how that stuff comes as the rest of the year goes. Um, And that's really it for today's show. Um, We're going to keep up with all this stuff as we go we will have, I'm sure there will be news over the weekend from the recruiting visits. We will bring that to you over the weekend or Monday as it comes. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Aggies. You can find us on YouTube. So if you're listening to us on the podcast side on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Odyssey, make sure you go check us out on YouTube. We're Locked On Aggies there as well. And now that you've made Locked on Egg as your first listen, as I mentioned earlier, go check out Locked on Sports Today. The games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And guys, we will see you next time.